This entire season of Retronauts is fully funded by listeners like you thanks to Patreon. If you'd like to find out how you can help and get episodes a week in advance, head on over to patreon.com slash retronauts. Thanks and enjoy the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Retronauts Micro. I'm Bob Mackey, your host for today, and let's see who else is here. Let's go this way. Shane Bettenhausen. Esteemed uh, guest and former Retronaut. Happy to, be, happy to be back. Awesome. Who else do we have? Christian Nutt of Gamasutra and f- frequent guest, never regular. I don't know. First time regular. <laughs> Got some fiber over here. Uh, who, okay. Oh. Well, Jeremy Parrish in the house. Your irregular host, I guess. I don't know. So, <laughs> Alternatingly uh, regular. With, with my episodes of Retronauts Micro, I'm sort of just kind of choosing really small topics that won't go on as long as our pocket episodes did. And today's topic is my question for all of you guys, and that is, what game do you want to like but can't? Like something that you like in theory but not in practice. And um, I did this topic at uh, a live show a few years ago, but no one else but me was in this room. And my choice, and Shane's going to be really mad at me, was Zelda 2. Oh, my oh, God. No. I've already opened, no. a, I've opened a can of worms here. But I can say I, can I respect it. User error. What's that? User error? Yeah, it's user error. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not going to go with that one this time because I don't want Shane to kill me. And uh, I will say my, my choice this time will be Star Tropics. Is any, mm, I agree with you. Will there be anyone opposed to that no, in this room? I completely no, agree. I, okay. I think that's a such a great little idea for a game that just doesn't work. Yeah. I like it, but well, it's not. Well, and you're younger, so you were not around when it came out, right? No, I was. I, I'm, I'm 32, but, so no, I was even, like But even if like you were 10, younger. Like yeah. Yeah. I mean, did you buy it on its initial release? I rented it on its initial release. Were you excited about it before it came out? Yeah, I mean, I had uh, Nintendo Power was covering it. Because um, I'll say my first taste in Nintendo Power, being slightly older and the same age as Christian and well, Jeremy, I'm like, this looks dumb. It looks like a genre I like, i.e. The Legend of Zelda, with a terrible, terrible theme. Hmm. That's weird. I mean... I don't know why I was into it at the time. Maybe I was, there was like a, a guy with a banana in his ear. Maybe, maybe I was like a secret parrot head or something. But uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I, it looked really cool. Like it was a tropical setting, and, and for some reason, like tropical settings were really popular in games in the like late '80s or early '90s, like Adventure Island, things like that. Yeah. Even Mario was like tropical in its own way. But it seemed cool. It's like here's Legend of Zelda, but the character can jump, and, the, and there are dungeons, and you have like cool weapons like yo-yos and things like that. Yeah, but, that's not cool. My well, take on the game. When was... I was eight, I thought it was cool. Well, my take on the game was just like. I kind of in the Shane camp because, like you said, it's probably an age thing. So I was like, this kind of looks dumb. And then I got it and I'm like, this is surprisingly good. So I sort of the opposite reaction. I came with low expectations and sort of was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Whereas you were like super hyped and like the deficiencies became obvious. It was like another Nintendo game made by Nintendo. And I think it was made by their um, branch that made Games for America, like the The people that made Punch Out, right? Okay, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I think this is one of the few games that Genyo Takeda was actually in charge of. That's right, yeah. And um, yeah, I think Jeremy said that. (laughs) Oh, is that what you said? I totally missed it. It's cool, it's cool. Um, But uh, not to belabor this. Genyo Takeda was involved. Oh, who was that again? (laughs) name uh but uh here's the problem with the game like the difficulty spikes come early and often in the game i mean and it gets to the point where um it can it gets completely unfair because like okay so it's like a zelda game where you go into the next room and the the screen just scrolls over so you you see like one room at a time but if you go into the wrong rooms you can just fall into a pit and die that's fine and it is a game with a live system that does not need a live system which is it reminds me of zelda 2 in that respect where the lives are just there to sort of waste your time so i don't want to go on too long about this but also it also really requires that you pick up uh special weapons and weapons but when you die and continue you have to Go collect those things again. Yeah, like gr- grinding in its own way, I mean, I it's, guess. it's not even grinding. It's like – so like the final area of the game, the final zone, 
Like, you really can't beat that without the laser weapon. Yeah. And if you die and have to continue, which you're going to do because it's the final area and it's really hard. It's really hard. You have to go find that laser weapon again and uh, because it's disposable. It's consumable. So, yeah, that's, that's really frustrating. The The game for me, like, I played it on a rental thinking, okay, this looks kind of Zelda-ish, so that's cool. And it's, like, I kept playing it just waiting to get into it, like, waiting for the game to really begin. And I just felt like I kind of breezed through it mm. and found myself at the end uh, without ever really experiencing the oh, weird. game okay. that I expected. It was just, it, that was in my, like, Idiot Savant era where I could just <laughs> finish any video game, whatever, yeah. put it in front of me, and I'm, I'd destroy it. But there just wasn't any opportunity, I guess, for me to sort of take control and go the way I wanted, play the game the way I wanted it to. It looked like an adventure game, but it was actually really linear and really limited in what you could do. Yeah. So it was it was really frustrating in that sense. Yeah. I have one thing to say. Oh, go ahead, Christian. Do me so far, do me. Do, do me so far, do me. I think we all memorized that <laughs> if you were a Nintendo Power reader, and uh, I'll, I'll let you guys figure out what that means. But uh, to conclude, like, I love how it looks. I love the music in this game so much. Like, Nintendo's, like, tropical music. They can't do wrong there. And um, the sequel apparently is more playable, but it's just so ugly. It just it looks so also, ugly. It was very late. It, it was, was very late. Like, I've literally never even seen it. Is yeah. it Zora's Revenge? I think it's Zoda. Zoda's, Zoda's, yeah. Revenge. Zoda's Revenge. Zoda's Man, that, that was one of those games that just sat at Toys R Us and the yes. bargain bin for like a $5 game. That and the original Final Fantasy and Mega Man 6. I really wish I'd bought those. And And backup RAM carts for the uh, Sega CD. I remember stacks of those (laughs) at Toys R Us. So that that was my choice, Star Tropics. Let's go on to Shane. What do you have in uh, mind for this question? This was kind of a tough one. Um, I I could list a few, but as a kid, you know, when you bought an NES game for forty nine ninety nine, it was a big deal. I had saved up my money. I was a huge fan of Atari's Xenophobe in the arcade. It's a really fun arcade game. Three players, horizontal split screen. Really excited about the Sunsoft NES version. Sunsoft makes good games. This is going to be great. Xenophobe and Sunsoft. I think that was before Sunsoft had really proven themselves. I remember, Sunsoft, yeah. Sunsoft didn't come into their own until Blaster Master. So I remember, this was before that. I remember buying it at Walmart. My dad took me to Walmart. I'm so excited to come home. And like instantly, <laughs> so fucking disappointed in the shitty version of Xenophobe for NES. It's pretty bad, yeah. It's you like didn't, CGA. You didn't take it back? No, they, there were no take-backs. Walmart wouldn't take it Oh, returns. my God. That's why I always shopped at other places. Yeah. And, like, the weirdest thing about it is, like, it has, like, CGA graphics. And, like, everything is, like, weird tones of, like, purple and green. And it's, it's awful. It is awful. I don't think anyone awful. in this room is going to disagree with that. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> And like the, the Lynx version of Xenophobe is way better than the NES version of Xenophobe. So. Makes sense. Yeah, and they, they kind of that bur- an Atari game to begin. It was. With? And yeah, it, kind of so. bur- it, it was so bad it actually like ruined my Xenophobe fandom for all time. Like when I saw oh, the arcade of that, I was like <laughs> angry at it. And, so you saw <laughs> Xenogears and you were like, no. Right. Yeah. So and Xenoblade. Ah! I guess my other runner-up would be the arcade version of Spy Hunter Two because I loved Spy Hunter so much. And the Spy Hunter Two kind of like your Zelda Two thing. It's like it's totally different. It's weird. It's I wasn't ready for it. Strange cabinet. You're going to look in like a little window. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> so, Christian, what is your uh, choice for this question? Uh, I have a weird choice. So, for some reason, I cannot remember why. Maybe it was the, the cool marketing full of badly translated uh, cartoon manga-ish stuff. But I was super excited for Kung Fu Heroes from Culture Brain. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, well, really? Culture, Culture Brain had these crazy <laughs> like, two-page spread yeah, ads. Their, their ads were amazing. Yeah, they, they were, were like, like comics. Well, they, they had like, you know, the magic of Scheherazade, which had like a, the little yeah. miniature setups that amazing they used for art. Japanese boxes. Right, and Kung Fu Heroes, America, I remember America. Kung Fu Heroes ad made it seem cooler. I was so... <laughs> Hype for that game. I don't know why. I like. I like. I getting one game for my birthday that year. I'm like, this is the game. Kung Fu Heroes is it. I will get it. And I 
got it and I played it. I was like, what is this? Like, And like the thing is, like, if you do run into people who like it. It's not like a terrible game. Well, it's like a top-down action. It's a top-down beat-em-up kind of thing. Is and it it's called like, Chinese World in Japan? It like, might be. It's in that yeah, series. I think so, yeah. yeah. So like, you basically is these one-screen beat-em-up where you like beat enemies and unlocks a door and you go to the next room. And it's just kind of like, I don't know, prosaic, I guess is the word. But to me, it was like this ultimate disappointment. Like I thought it was going to be so goddamn cool, but it's just like, okay. But like to me, that is like... Okay, just... well then how did you go on to call it Kung Fu Webbies? Oh, wow. You remember? this? Of course. So I showed it to my friend, Jeff, who is my... Jeff, if you're out there, Jeff, I miss you. Uh, Jeff does not do the internet, so like, I don't... He's probably not listening to this. For some reason, Jeff fell off the face of the earth. He'll be walking past a random store and hear this. My my best friend, Jeff, at the time, like, <laughs> right, I played... Right, on the radio all the time. <laughs> NES with him all the time, and... For some reason, like, the biggest insult you could give to something was to compare it to Webigail, the character from DuckTales. She, oh, wow. she sucked. Because Webigail's just so useless. Yeah. She was kind of kidnapped bait for the most part. So he's, he's, he christened the game Kung Fu Webbies. Wow. And Kung I can't Fu believe you remember wow. that. I do. <laughs> <laughs> the runner-up, I'm just going to do a quick runner-up like Shane did, Toshinden 2. Like, mm. I was the biggest Toshinden fanboy. Like, I was. Barf. Yeah, I know. It's whatever. It's PlayStation launch. I thought Toshinden was great. I played it tons with my friends. I loved it. I played it tons by myself. Toshinden, Toshinden, Toshinden. So, like, the moment, like, I spent, like, $100 on the Japanese import of Toshinden 2, like, so excited. And it was the moment that I had to reconcile with myself that, in fact, Toshinden isn't good. Wow. And that was an unpleasant. It was my own money. At that point, I was, like, you know, like, 18 or whatever. Like, that was. My own money, my own $92 plus shipping, you, I recall. You came to terms wow. with it before the staff of GameFan who gave it like 99%. Yeah. <laughs> like $92 plus shipping, Toshinden 2, thanks so much, <sighs> Takara. Wow. And Tamsoft, who's still around making our favorite game, Senran Kagura. Whoa. I encourage our listeners to make the Kung Fu Webby's ROM hack and send it to Christian because uh, it needs to happen. Also, to- Toshinen is interesting because it, it went from like AAA launch franchise to so bad that the fourth version never even came out in America. I know. It's amazing. I reviewed it for GameSpot. It's probably still Wii? up there. Toshinen there was. Game? It was yeah. totally different. But it was yeah. not made by Tamsoft either. Yeah. If you want to read something weird that I wrote, there's a there's somewhere on GameSpot, there probably still is a review of Toshinen 4 for the Japanese PlayStation. Toshinen Subaru. Yes. That was a Game Players Magazine cover story, or cover game, Toshinden. That's how I found out about it, actually. But right. Toshinden 3 is secretly the best because you can play as Michael Jackson. Ah, weird. Jeremy, what is your choice for okay, this Okay, so uh, my, my initial instinct was to be way too broad and say everything by Rare and ultimately play the game. <laughs> that's like 150 games. Yeah. Do, do you really want to like... Also, but, I but know... That's, I, that's too broad. I know that you are capable of liking Taboo the Sixth Sense. Uh, in an ironic way, yes. But only when I'm at a hipster coffee shop, and I'm like, <laughs> "Let me tell you about Taboo the Six Sense." You know, that would be, if if, if Cyclass Coffee had a Taboo Six Sense like interactive display, it would be even hipper. Yep, that would be that would be amazing. No, I'm I'm going to um, speak to my heart though and say, Gunstar Heroes. Like, what? I think that game is amazing, <laughs> and it's so cool. There's so many great ideas in it, and I play it, and I just don't have any fun at all. Like, I I have tried so hard. Have you played to, co-op? Uh, yes. I've tried so hard to do everything in that game, like approach it every way, and there's just something about it. I cannot bring myself to have a good time when I play it. Is it, it the Genesis aesthetic? I want to, aesthetic? I desperately. No, I think okay. it looks cool. It has great music. The level design is so imaginative, but I just don't think it's fun. How far have you and the, I mean, I've played a bunch of it. I've, I've fought Seven Force. I've done the board game. I've done... Do you like Contra? Yes. 
but it's it it it's so technical and complex that it just gets in the way of the dumb shoot 'em up that I like about Metal Slug and Contra. Did so you, you eat the free fruit roll up that came in? There? I didn't. I didn't buy it back then. <laughs> Anybody else remember that? Oh man, I, I um, do, and I wouldn't recommend eating it. The I mean, the most <laughs> the most stressful thing that ever happened to me when I was writing for EGM was to be assigned to review uh, Gunstar Heroes Advance or whatever they called it. The, it the super Gunstar Heroes, yeah. yeah. Like, I was like, I know that this is technically amazing, and I know people are going to love it, and I don't know what to do so, because I'm not going to like it. I just know, and I, I really forced myself to pull my my soul out of my body <laughs> and and observe the game like from, from did beyond you myself. Not, That's right. Did you play it when it came out? No, I didn't. That's I part of the problem. But I feel like a great game. You should be able to jump in and yeah. say, yeah, that's great. This guy's playing Alleyway and still like it. I know. Wow. Now. <laughs> but, I mean, it's it's not a matter of like, oh, I think this game is stupid or I think this game is overrated. Like, I get why people like it. It's just for whatever reason, I don't enjoy playing wow. it. And I really want to. Because I could agree that it is slightly overrated. However... No, like, I think I think it's I think it is a technical tour de force. It is a well, masterpiece also, it's, it's of brilliant incredibly ima- design. It's incredibly imaginative. I mean, have you like, got to the, I, to the board game? I get game? everything great have, about have, it. Have you done the board game? Yes, I just said that. Uh, I, you asked me, and I said I had. Uh, I think only Shinobi Three is probably a better looking Genesis yeah, game I, than I, uh, I, that I, one. I no, I mean, like objectively, I recognize everything fantastic about this game, and I understand why people love it. And for whatever reason. It wow. just won't like my my heart refuses to wow. give in, and I've tried. Do you like Radiant Sword? God, uh, yeah, it's, it's good, hmm. <laughs> but I'm not I'm not super in love with it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't wow. know. I'm actually like one's turning on Jeremy. I I never I feel like I'm being honest here. I'm not I'm no, not saying people who I'm not saying people who like the game are stupid. I'm saying you guys. I'm jealous. I want that. I want that in my heart. I can't be, like, a treasure person. Like, you know, there are treasure people who, like, for treasure is, like, the best developer. And I definitely can't. Like, I can't connect with them on the level you can't connect with this game specifically. Right. But I do have those moments, like, like I love Reading Silver Gun. Yeah. You know, but like, on the other hand, like, I love the RPG equivalent of treasure, which is Akitoshi Kawazu. I think his games are wonderful. <laughs> I, w- I love Unlimited Saga. What the hell is wrong? I, I would beg rather, to differ. I would rather lick Brian Street than go play Unlimited Saga See, again. there you and go. Like, <laughs> I think that it's, it's, it is... It's a little sad to me because especially Gunstar Heroes because it is so technically perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm not like, disagreeing on a, on a at plat- all. On a platform where it was very hard to do we the all things know they that were this doing. This happens yeah. though. Like you know, well, I'm kind of I'm kind of sad for you. Like it makes make me a little sad because like, I was trying not to condescending at all. Well, no, but I was trying to pull out like if there is something of the 16-bit era, like a great game that people like point to as a landmark of perfection that I don't in you know that I can't Super enjoy. Love it. Yeah. Like on a recent episode, someone said they couldn't enjoy Super Castlevania 4, and that made me sad because I love that game hmm. too. It's like. Yeah, it's Final Fantasy Five. Love it. Yeah, I mean, I like. I don't like Final Fantasy Three as much as other people. Same Six. here. Same here. I think. Know, the, like I think the world of ruins. Everyone. Everyone. The world has of ruins sucks. Kind of, like the world of ruin blows. We all have our moments, yeah. right, or whatever. Like. <laughs> but that that one is kind of profoundly sad to me. For you, sorry. Yeah. Mm. Don't know what to say. Maybe one day you just need the right co-op partner to show you the true grandeur of Gunstar Heroes. So you heard Shane leave 800 word comments about why Jeremy should like Gunstar Heroes. The, the steps he has to take. <laughs> yes. I feel like you need to go to the yeah, desert. I, I with... feel like I feel like if people abuse you and uh, give you detailed instructions on how to enjoy something, <laughs> that that's really the key to learning to love. Uh, yeah, Bob's right. Take some peyote. Yeah, like, go to like, yeah, go sweat to lodge. Yeah. <laughs> if you play a lot of Stretch Panic for like a day or Eventually, two, then it'll be like, like oh, Gunstar Heroes is great. <laughs> If you put bamboo under your fingernails yeah, and then right? play Gunstar Heroes, 
You'll be fine. Eat the 20 year old fruit roll up. <laughs> then play Gunstar Heroes. Yeah. It'll work. Oh, dear God. Oh, <laughs> well, controversial. Yeah. So, yes, I please. I can taste colors. If you think we're wrong, let us know. Uh, but please be polite about it. And this has been an episode please. of Retronauts Micro. Uh, you can find me on Twitter as Bob Servo. I also write for US Gamer and Something Awful. And US Gamer is our partner for this podcast. So, please check out all the stuff we write for them. Shane, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter as Shane Watch. You can Christian? find me on Twitter as Ferricide, and you can also find me on Gamasutra all day, every day. You can find me, if, if you want to tell me how stupid I am, <laughs> uh, on Twitter at GameSpite. Go ahead. I don't use the block button at all. Mute wow. maybe, but not block. <laughs> He's polite about that. I'm not. So you can find us all over the internet. We are on Twitter, Facebook, Twitch.tv, uh, YouTube as Retronauts. I'm probably missing something, but uh, just look up Retronauts. We're everybody. We're everything. We're everywhere you need to be. And we also but not are... how to be a Retronaut. That's some, some jerk who stole our name. Yeah, how dare they. And we are also being supported by Patreon, so that we are being supported by you guys. So thanks so much if you're giving, and if you haven't given us anything yet, that's cool. But please think about it. Go to uh, Patreon.com/retronauts and check it out. And we have a little, a few rewards if you want to give to us, and we'd appreciate it greatly. But as for us, we're out of here for this week, and we'll see you next week with a brand new episode. <laughs>